At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. They get talking, chatting, chatting, chatting. And people overheard him say one thing. It's nice to meet you. My name is Ted. Yes. That's what he said. We're doing Ted, Ted Bunny tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Murder to Me, guys. Hey. This may be on YouTube. Hey. I'm making our post. You know how I felt the past month? Like, I think out of the 30 day, 31 days of January, I said 30 because today's the 31st, so there, there, there were 30 other days. I think maybe I've seen you guys 8 to 12 times. Yeah, I think we're pretty much going on like an every other day type case. Yeah, I haven't seen you in forever. Um, Tuesday, since Tuesday night. <laughs> I feel like, you know what I feel like? But we, that, we we exchanged one word yesterday. You're like, hi, guys. And we're like, hey, Jen. Yeah. We got back. Yeah, well, because the door was open. So I was like, oh, they're awake. Um, so I feel like there needs to be like a National Geographic special on me. Look, and in the... In the wild. In the wild. Jen Collins, <laughs> who you may or may not see. Look, there she is. Quiet, you don't want to scare her. <laughs> She's currently in her cocoon cave napping. Be careful not to disturb. You know we have Australian listeners. Yes, I am so Kalani, so, We Jazz, have Australian tacos of primos. Yeah, yeah. Give us some feedback. How are Australian I literally accents? want to keep them as our friends in tacos. Oh, I forgot Jess to ask. Jess and Kalani are cool. Hey, either one of you ladies want to Skype in on one of my projects for school? I'm We're doing a uh, a presentation on Australian culture. So <clears throat> email me at JanetTalkMurder.com for details if you're interested. For the dates. Or any of our other Australian listeners. All right, guys. So Ooh. what are we drinking tonight? Oh, yeah. I forgot about these drinks. You tell us. You made it. Mm, we're drinking Singapore slings. Why? Because the hint was sling. I'm kind of glad because I've always wanted to try a Singapore sling. It has such a fun name to it, doesn't it? I mean, do they drink this in Singapore? I doubt it. We didn't have all of the ingredients, I will say. We we didn't do the cherry liqueur and we didn't do the Benedictine. Mm-hmm. But it's a little tart. I think it's probably the Cointreau that's making it pretty tart. But it's gin, pineapple juice, grenadine, Cointreau, lime juice. It's kind of like Hawaiian punch with alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does taste like Hawaiian punch. Not jungle juice. Doesn't taste like jungle juice. Yeah. It tastes like Hawaiian punch. Mm. You can hardly taste the alcohol in there. No, you don't. It's quite dangerous. Yeah. Did um, our friends at Six Mile um, recognize you today? No. Really? No, because it was some new guy. Um, oh. So no discount, huh? I didn't Wait, get a discount last time either. This is a concerning color. Ooh. Oh, wait, don't take it. Wait, don't. I'm not taking it. I'm just having a oh, little Oh, I might know what it is. Well, guess right now. Is it the root beer 99, 99 root beer? I guess we'll see. 
I oh, think I think what's going be... on with you guys? Are you serious? We're getting way too ahead of ourselves. All right, before we do the surprise shot song, we have one of our Taco Supremos, a very loyal fan of ours, that is requesting us to do the surprise shot song with a cowbell. Oh, we get to use oh. the cowbell. Yeah. So cowbell in addition to the in bongos? addition, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. I guess Nicole can uh, hit the cowbell for us. And a one, and a two, and a surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise. All right, cheers. 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 Ooh, is that another Ugh. coffee? I liked that. Ugh. I like that a lot, actually. So that was William Wolf Bourbon coffee. Ooh. Those shots were. And not only that, they were completely free because... On our forum, talkmore.com, for our Taco Supremos, we are now posting our tab. It's a little section that says pay our tab. It's in the booze bucket forum. Mm-hmm. And Julie. Yes. Our Taco Supremo, Julie. Julie. Oh, Julie. Literally, we love Julie. within 10 minutes of me posting this. the She picked up our tab. Yeah, for Julie's birthday's shots. coming up. I think yeah. it was yesterday when you hear this on Tuesday. So today's Happy Thursday. Birthday, Happy birthday, Julie. Happy birthday, Julie. I think we should sing her. Should we sing birthday. it? Yeah, I'll sing it. Yeah. So thank you so much, Julie. You picked up our tab. Three shots of William Wolf bourbon coffee. They were it was amazing. delicious. I love it. Thank you so much. She she actually requested, because I told her, you can request anything you want, a secret message to a friend or tell an ex-boyfriend off or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's and, cool. Yeah, and she requested that she really likes the surprise shot song, just like everyone. Right. But she likes it when Nicole hits the cowbell. So that's what she her request was for paying our tab. So thank you so much, thank Julie. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Also, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Julie. Happy birthday to you. Now you can drink with us. Yeah. All right. T-shirts! We got t-shirts, t-shirts in the mail. T-shirts, Taco Supremo t-shirts. Go to talkmer.com. You can't buy these unless you're a Taco Supremo. But you can yes. be jealous. Talkmurder.com. Get your access to the forums and everything. We are now officially no longer on Patreon.com. So if you want to be a Taco Supremo and get the exclusive 2019 Taco shirt... And access to a whole bunch of other stuff like your stickers, your forums, exclusive episodes. Join us at talkmurder.com slash join. I like this one because it kind of tastes like a van- like like a vanilla coffee. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely- it definitely tastes like coffee. You know I'm going to get anything coffee. I love coffee. Come on. True. Yeah, that was good. So we do have some Patreon subscribers to shout out. And this is our last time that we are going to be saying Patreon. And the shout out because we are migrating over um, as, as at least as of this release. So we've got um, Danya. I think I'm saying that name right. If we are not, please tell me. But you have joined us as a maybe a small taco now, but you will become a taco supremo when we migrate over to tacomurder.com. Mm-hmm. And Tyler! Tyler signed up as a Taco Supremo. Yay. Tyler, we now like you just as much as your twin brother, Jeremy, but still probably a little less because Jeremy signed up first. I'm joking. I just want to point out, it's two different people. Yes, thank you, Jeremy, for confirming it's not a split personality. Yeah. That's cool. 
And if you have a split personality, then both of your personalities can join our Patreon. Well, we're not doing Patreon anymore, are we? No. Talkmurder.com. Talkmurder.com memberships going up tomorrow. That's on Friday. So it's already up if you're listening to this. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now and you want to see all the evidence photos, plus the forum, plus everything else, plus get a shout out on the show, go to talkmurder.com and log in. You should already know your login information. And thank you for your support. Yeah. We have a lot of really cool things that we're doing with the Talk Murder website. Um, it's we've the page is out and released and we're really only adding um, even more awesome things that we're going to be doing with that page. Just go to talkmurder.com slash join. And for a $40 annual membership, you will get an exclusive Taco Supremo t-shirt. Now, this t-shirt is only going to be available for people who join on this website. Um, it's not going to be available on our stores. And we are going to create a new themed shirt every year. So we have our exclusive Taco Supremo shirt designed and ready for 2019. Those are going to be in the mail to our existing Taco Supremos out probably next week as soon as they arrive. Um, and so if you want to check out what the design looks like, we'll post a picture on the page, but it's really awesome. You'll also get 20% off to the store if you want some other Talk Murder swag. Um, plus, you'll get exclusive episodes that we are only are posting on Talk Murder. We are also now doing live streams on Talk Murder, which is super fun and awesome. We just did our first one uh, last week, and that was awesome. Um, exclusive photos from the crime scene and evidence that John uses from his episodes. John's posting book reviews and lists of what he's reading. We're posting all the drink recipes so you know everything that we've been drinking from all of our episodes. What am I missing, John? The shirt design for this year is called 8-Bite. It has a taco on the front, and it says Supremo on her bottom, so it's a membership club. Now, it's called 8-Bite because it's actually an 8-bit image, if you're familiar with old-school Nintendo games, the whole 8-bit thing. And the reason we're doing that this year is because it's the first year that we're launching this podcast. It's the first year of this podcast being in existence. That's why we're starting almost like Atari started with the 8-bit. And we're starting at the very, you know, yeah. it looks really cool. The taco looks really cool. It's it's, it's pixelated. Awesome. On the back, there's a um, like a smaller van, Talk Murder logo van. It's really cool. And you can only get that. We're, it's very limited supply. I mean, anyone that joins this year will get it. But next year, we're not going to sell on a store or anything. That's right. Yeah. We're, and there'll be a new shirt for 2020 and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you really like us and you want to collect all the shirts um, for the years and years we do this, start with this one, 2019, because it's really cool. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, we designed it ourselves which means it's even more cool than if we would have paid some designer in, I don't know, wherever yeah. designers are from. Plus for 40 bucks, getting a t-shirt, I mean, you could go to yeah. the store and pay 25 bucks for a t-shirt. So it's well yeah. worth it to join the membership to get all that stuff. And yeah. we do we do live uh, streams weekly, and that's only the, the link that we use is unlisted. So if you have to be in the forum to get the link and then you can talk to us directly, we do we do interact with our fans directly when we're doing the live stream. Yes, it's really we had cool. so much fun yeah. with Lauren, Becca, Rebecca, 
Shelby. Shelby. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. We Everyone had a couple people joining there, yeah. us right at the end, too. Um, and that, that, of course, is recorded and only available to our Talkus Primo members on the forum. And also all the... So I do a lot of research for these stories. A lot of photos... Like, I'm finding them on uh, some obscure forums and stuff like that. You can find them if you dig and search and dig and search and dig and search. Or you can just become a Talco Supremo. And every time we launch an episode, you just go to the website. And non-members will see the timeline of the killer and the crimes and all that stuff. Members will actually get to see the timeline, plus all the photos I find of, of everything I find, all the crime scene photos rare videos I find, just any obscure thing I find, and I'll put it on there to build a complete case. So if you really want to wrap your head around the murderer and the situation and the killer, you have to see all of the case. And the only way to do that is to become a Supremo member and join our forum. Yay, talkmurder.com! Yeah. Jen, where are we going tonight? Who are we killing tonight? Florida in 94. No, 96. The hint tonight was sling. So what has that got to do with the story, Jen? Um, The murderer was attacked and he had a broken arm and he had to wear a sling. Like when someone was fighting back. Oh. I think this takes place in Wyoming and it's in. What what did you say? 96. Oh, I was going to say 96. You could say 96. Um, no, we'll pick something different. Um, I'm going to say 2001. And I want to say this has something to do with a slingshot. I was almost thinking that too. <laughs> the yeah. killer is using no. a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is okay, a murder out okay, there like I'm gonna that. Say, yeah. I'm going to say as a child, yeah. the murderer used a slingshot to torture oh. animals. Yeah, like yeah. Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson has a yeah. slingshot. Mm-hmm. And he tortures animals with it? No. No, but he like shoots the principal with it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. That's reasonable. As long as it's no animals were yeah. hurt yeah. in the making of it. No animals were hurt right. in this podcast. Wyoming, a one. Slingshot. Slingshot. <laughs> Sometimes I forget what I say. So I feel like we're getting more creative we're trying to think outside the box (laughs) i mean granted sometimes you're like the hint is cinnabon and it's that they left cinnabons in the oven i'm no okay i know i know that was stretching out really wanted cinnabons but i'm telling you now that we're launching a new site and everything because i'm gonna put these hints out for members i'm really thinking a lot about these hints are you gonna give them the hints the same time you give us the hints no i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna give them Ah! Yeah, so I want our I want our Tacos Primos to guess Dang, because if you really primos. know your murder cases, you would connect this but one. Here's but here's the deal: hard. you can't look it up. You cannot look it up and, and spoil it for me and Jen at yes. least. Top I mean, three. you're going to spoil it for yourself. You can send me a private too, message but. on the forum if you got it, and if you got the right answer and you promise you didn't look it up, I give you a shout out and send you a sticker. Yay! And um, top three should get read out. You get what? Red. Oh, uh, yeah. Like red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. do that. That's yeah, fun, too. Every, so every, everyone's um, the top three most creative are guesses. correct guesses. Yeah. And this Ooh. the hint tonight is very relevant. It's a very good hint. So. All right. Yeah. That's a good idea. Dang, our Taco Supremos are really getting a lot for, with the... Uh... Mm-hmm. That's good. So, um, uh, Wyoming... Mm-hmm. And Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nicole wins this one. Now that I know, I can orientate myself. 
She's the closest. Whatever. Is it in Montana? No, but I am learning all the states by looking at the map. That <laughs> <laughs> was going to guess Montana. No, we're going to Washington tonight. Again? Okay. When was the last time we went to Washington? Green River Killer. Oh. Oh, yeah, that was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going... Have you guys never been to Pacific Northwest? I have. Why do they... No, I always wonder why they not. call it the Pacific Northwest. Because the Pacific Ocean and it's the northwest corner of the country. That answers that question. <laughs> 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 well, do they call us the Atlantic the Southeast? East, the, East, yeah, the East Atlantic, yeah. Yeah. No, we're the Southeast Atlantic. But that I, doesn't... I, but actually, Pacific Northwest yeah. has like a cool surfer vibe. No, you never heard of the Atlantic Southeast. That just no, it's sounds... Southeast Atlantic. Yeah, but no one says that, though. Yeah, I've they, heard it. Yeah. Do. Who? I, I mean, it's I've heard it before. Not as much as Pacific Northwest. Or people more like, mostly just say Southeast. You're yeah. Right. Actually, the first time I heard of Pacific Northwest, this is how country I am, um, was from the Black Taste. All right. If there's one podcast you just listen to, is that fucking podcast. I love that podcast. I've yeah. listened to it like four times already. Good. Good. Yeah, good that's a good sure. fucking podcast. I don't think I've listened to that one. You should. It's it's like a, a fictional doc. No, not docuseries. I think you did listen. It's to a it. fictional. Um, is it the one about the game? No, but no, but the that's company. the same producers. Oh. But they're the Pacific Northwest. Stores. Rabbits. That's they're all, all good. The they're all good. Um, Black tapes is the best. Yeah, Black tapes. I would recommend that one because there's a lot of shitty fucking podcasts out there. Yeah, I but like- that one's a good one. This is going to sound awful, but, like, I, I don't really listen to podcasts. I don't like, either. I don't have time. I only Me listen either. to ours. <laughs> I don't like other podcasts. Yeah, podcasts suck. Okay, we're going to Lake Sammamish. S-A-M-M-A-M-M-I-S-H. Sammamish. Sammamish. I wouldn't have got that right. Hey, yeah, you know what? Right. You know what I did in, in class the other day? What? We watched Witness. It was a movie. And you know what was in that movie? What? What? Sammamish. i never what i don't get okay never mind uh you don't get that i get it but the witness i don't understand witness it was the name of the movie oh i've never seen it it was actually really good it was it had harrison ford and um it's about this little boy who witnesses a murder and harrison ford plays a detective and um like then the bad guys are after him and the little boy and the mother who's Amish and Harrison Ford goes back to an Amish community and like lives with them essentially. It sounds good. I like Harrison Ford. Yeah, it was really good. He's badass. It was really good. When my professor told me we're watching a movie about Amish people, I was like, eh. No, no offense to the Amish people. I know they're not going to hear this, but like still. <laughs> um, I think we feel. Unless our Rum, Rumspringer. Rumspringer. But, well, it's for my multicultural class. We're learning about different cultures. Mm. But, yeah. Okay, guys, we are going to Lake Sammamish tonight. This is, what year do you think this video is taking place? 1967. 77. 74. Oh, well, that was your second guess, Jen, so that doesn't count. But it is July 14th, 1974. Now, you have got to see this rare video. Our Supremos can see this video Go to talkmire.com, see all the evidence photos. This is a video of an 8mm. Have you guys seen that movie, uh, Super 8? Super 8. It's really good. But you know, an 8mm camera, this mm-hmm. is like back in the day. 
Forty thousand people are look at, at this that park guy's this afro. Day. Yeah, look at this guy's abs. They're all like super happy because it's the seventies and they don't yeah. know any better. Guys, go to talkmurder.com to see the video of Lake Sammamish. It's just a bunch of it's kind of like what's happening during this time. This is nineteen seventy four. It's beautiful out there right now. Um, the Rainier Beer uh, Brewery is holding their annual beer bust. Forty thousand people out there, plus the um, Seattle Police Athletic Association. That's why you see this car. Mm-hmm. Look at that cop car, isn't that cool? Yeah. So you see a lot of these cops, man. I wish they still wore that shit, like with the blue helmets and stuff. Yeah. You think? Oh, look at a, a quartet barbershop quartet. Whoa, Damn, hello. That guy's fucking <laughs> Damn, look at that guy. Well, he's not really, he doesn't really have that good abs, but. That's okay. You don't need to have like a six pack abs. July 14th, 1974 was one of those glorious days. This is, I'm quoting from a book that I haven't told you the name of yet. Was one of those glorious, brilliant days that Washingtonians look forward to during the endless rainy days of the winter and early spring. I don't know. I've never been there. Is it rain all the time there? Yeah. Yeah, what's up with that Pretty freaking... Well, how cold is it right now in freaking oh, Washington? I don't know about Washington. Yeah, but it's like freezing in Chicago. It's like, it's like negative 30 In there. Minnesota. I was talking to somebody in Chicago yesterday morning, and he said it was negative 30 degrees, which means it was negative 50 with wind chill. Oh, and he, the schools are closed. Negative... Oh, my God. And he was driving the car for 20 minutes. He's a sales guy, so he was going on his appointments. And he like was in the car driving for twenty minutes, and the car like still at that point after twenty minutes of driving could not fully like steer or brake. Wow, Jesus! Do we got any fans out there that are living in the cold right now? Stay warm, guys. Stay Move warm. Down to Charleston or come visit yeah. us. Yeah. Come down to Charleston, South Lots Carolina. Lots of blankets, and if you have friends, like ask them to come over because then you can like emanate body heat off of each other which sounds gross but like the more people in the room like, like an orgy and hopefully you know power yeah, doesn't yeah. go out your pipes don't burst strip your pipes yeah like my sister um last week she she lives in newport rhode island it wasn't as cold as it, as it is now but her whole town lost heat she had mm. to go to a hotel Oof. guys if you're stuck in the house now would be a great time to join our talk is primo list and catch yeah. up the old episodes. We've had people email us that say they've listened to episodes. They just binged them from one. That's awesome. And for those people, I feel sorry for you, but thank you. We've yeah. progressed quite a bit, so I appreciate if you have gone yeah. back and listened. Yeah. I mean, the quality was pretty good from the start, but now it's now it's professional. Now it's decent. <laughs> Okay, the sky was clear blue, the, and temperatures crept up in the 80s before noon, threatening to hit 90. Ooh, I guess 90 in 1974 was, like, really I mean, 90 hot. is I guess, hot. like, over 100 here, like, all the time. Also, in Washington, 90 is hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Such days are not commonplace. Even summer in the western Washington and Lake Sammamish State Park was packed to overflowing that Sunday. 40,000 people jockeying. For a spot to spread their blankets and enjoy the sun, which That's you guys go to talkmer.com. You can see the video. Your talk is primo. See the video. Mm-hmm. Rare footage, eight millimeter. And it right now our screen is currently frozen at Jen's hunk. He is a hunk. Also John's, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Guy in the white shorts. That's all you need to look for, guys. Okay, so there was a woman 
Lake Sammamish. It's hot as hell. And like right now, you saw people. There's a lot of people. Everyone's just fighting over sand at the, the lake to get some sun. There's a woman. She just got there. And she was approached by a man. Now, she's like on, like laying on the towel. So, like I'm thinking about like in, you know, like Isle of Palms. You're just laying on a towel. And all of a sudden, like you're in the sun. And all of a sudden, it kind of goes black and you can like you know someone's standing over you yeah. with their fucking or, or there's a cloud but yeah, yeah it's just like what the shit anyway i mean when i'm at the beach everyone's like look away look away <laughs> no <laughs> what the fuck? Jen. Jen. whale watch Jen. No. it's a joke you know, it's a i'm joke. gonna cut that you want to cut that no jenatalkmer.com she is single she's ready to mingle and jen you know what i see guys all the time fighting over you and it's like you just bat them away. Too many. So the woman's saying, uh, she's laying on the towel. She like removes her glasses because some fucking asshole is like in her son. Rude. She like kind of leans up and looks at this guy before she can even like really see who it is in kind of a British Canadian accent. Excuse me, miss. I can't do this. British accent. Excuse me, miss. No, a little less. It's like a slight British accent. Um, and or Canadian. British or Canadian. Very slight. Excuse me, miss. There you go. Excuse me, miss. Can you help me a minute? I need to load my sailboat on my car. Can you say that in like an accent? No. Excuse me. All right. So the man approaches. Excuse me, miss. Can you help me a minute? And he's going to ask a woman to help him with a sailboat? Yes. Excuse me, miss. Can uh you help me a minute? I, I need to load the sailboat on my car. Now, she takes her glasses off. The thing is, his arm is in a sling. His right arm is broken. It's slinged up. It's wrapped around his chest. Jen was kind of right. And it's mm-hmm. the right arm, too. Most people are right-handed, you know. Yeah. It's literally broken in a sling. So. How did he get it off of his boat then, or his truck then? Well, she, they talk, they talk, and she feels sorry for him. He is very attractive. Mm-hmm. He's very attractive. Why do you guys automatically think this is a serial killer? Well, I don't understand how else, but like, why else would we be talking about that? Who said it was a serial killer? Maybe he's just a single killer. Single, yeah. So, this guy's wearing white. Oh my God, is it that guy? He's wearing white shorts? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, that'd be a bummer. No. (laughs) This guy's probably like 80 now. I'm like, hey, buddy. (laughs) No, that guy's like 220 pounds. Like, this guy, all right. She looks up. This guy is a little tall. He's like my height, like. 5'10". They said he was tall, but this is in the 70s. I guess everyone that's 5'10 is tall. I guess people are taller now. Yeah. I don't know. He's 5'10". He's wearing... He's very good looking. Okay, he's wearing a white... Like, describe him. You In old episodes, you used to make us picture another celebrity, like a... Uh, I'll think of one. Okay. Like Matthew McConaughey? Uh, just give me a minute. White t-shirt. Now, prepped out to the max. White t-shirt. White shorts, white tennis shoes. It's like tucked in with a belt. He's wearing probably like Ray-Bans. He's got a white sling on. And he's a fucking good looking guy. So she's like, what? Matthew McConaughey. No, I was going to say, um, who's the little brother? Dave Franco? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Dave Franco. Like a little Dave Franco. Yeah. Or Zach Efron. No. Dave Franco? James Franco? No, which one's the one that's on... Which one's the one that acts? They both act. They, I know, but 
the one that's more famous. James Not Franco. famous. James is the one that was on the interview. James, James Franco. Franco. Okay, I got one better. What? Who? Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Dennis. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think Dennis is really that attractive, though. I think he's okay. But he's, he's, he always, he's very preppy. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so he, he walks up to the lady. Okay. Now, <clears throat> she says, she feels sorry for the guy. She's like, all right. But she feels sorry, <laughs> but also he's like, hot. <laughs> sure, so I'll she follows you. him back to his Do you car. Do help, like... I'm not going to even finish. She that, follows actually. him back to his car and she's kind of like struck. She's like, where's the boat? You want me to load the boat on your car? Oh, no. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. My The boat's just right up the hill at my parents' house. It, I just need help. We got to go up there. We got to load it. It's, it only take a minute. They live right up the hill there. He kind of points to the hill. Mm-hmm. Then he kind of motions her to get into the passenger seat of his car. And then she's just... Okay, this guy is hot. He's hurt. I just can't do it. I, you know, I, I got friends back here. I'm sorry. I, I, I you got to find someone else. She just gets weirded out. Mm-hmm. She goes back down to the sand. She lays back down, still kind of like that was kind of weird. I, maybe I feel bad. I should have helped him. She didn't think about it at all. An hour later at twelve thirty, so she just got back probably like thirty minutes ago, forty minutes ago. She's laying down, about to fall asleep. She sees that same man in the distance walking with another girl hmm. to the parking lot trying to get help. I mean, he's got a broken arm. Why wouldn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. That was last time. she. But yeah. it's weird. He's only asking females. Yeah. Like, if he really wanted help, he'd be asking he'd be a like, big, what strong up, bro? man. Well, I mean, it is the 70s. I mean, free love and all that shit's a real thing. I'm just saying, if I I would if I were the that person witnessing what's going on, uh, going on, I would think he's just trying to pick up a girl. Yeah, and being sleazy. I wouldn't necessarily think serial killer, but I would think he's definitely hoping to get some action because he's got a broken arm and hoping to get some sympathy. I mean, is that maybe he just guys do shit like yeah, that. but maybe I mean that's not a bad thing. Maybe he's just what do you mean? It's not a bad thing. It's just like, I don't know, guys playing to their own weaknesses so women feel bad for them. I mean, he's got a broken arm, though. Or does he? He's got his arm in a sling. That doesn't mean he actually has a broken arm. Why would you say that? I mean, he's got his arm in a sling. Well, maybe not broken. I'm suspicious of why the (laughs) character in the story has his arm in a sling. So when I was in high school Uh... for Halloween one year, I dressed up as myself, like, because I was so... (laughs) Damn, what the fuck? Listen, no, because I was like, because I'm so clumsy. So, like, I got a fake sling and I, like, wore my softball uniform and, like, had, like, a sling. It was, and I was, they're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm me, like, getting hurt after a softball game because I always get hurt. <laughs> it was, I remember April Fool's Day in, um, I think I was in seventh grade, our math teacher who is, like, this, like, kind of scary guy, but he was kind of sarcastically funny. Um, his name was Mr. Manning. And on April Fool's, he comes in with, like, crutches and, like, a full cast on one of his legs. And we're all like, oh, Mr. Manning, this is such an April Fool's joke. Trying to call him out, trying to call him out. And the whole day, he's deadpanning us, like, this is not a joke, guys. Like, I seriously hurt myself. And you are, like, making fun of my broken leg. How I can't believe you guys would do this. Whatever. 
we're calling him out the whole day that it's April Fool's. And at the end of the day, we're like, all right, I guess he really broke his leg. And then at the very end of the day, and as the bell rings, um, we see him, like, cut the cast off. And he, like, chucks the crutches down the hall and starts walking around. <laughs> and all, we're all like, what the hell, man? We told you this was wrong. Yeah. I actually, so by that point, we all believed him. We were so mad. I actually did that on April Fool's Day. I was walking around with crutches. One year when I was like in seventh grade, that's kind of messed up. I was a, I was a strange child. It's all right. That's not strange. A lot of people do that though. Just like they say, never play around in wheelchairs. I don't. No, I don't think that's that bad. Playing around in wheelchairs? No, no, no. The crutches thing. Oh, because I think a lot of kids did that. At twelve thirty, she looks up. She sees another girl. Walking with that same guy. And, but she got suckered into going. She didn't even think anything about it. She's like, whatever, this guy's a player. She doesn't think about it at all until the next day. And I'm going to show you why. But she reads the paper. Uh-oh. Now, that woman that was walking with that very attractive man in a white t-shirt, white shorts, and white tennis shoes. Was this girl? Was this woman, Janice Ott. Now, Janice Ott, very beautiful. She's 100 pounds, 5 feet tall, startling gray, green eyes, long blonde hair, even though it kind of looks... She looks like a Brady. Yeah. Oh, she does look like oh a Brady. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because of that hair's parted. Marsha. Do girls not do that anymore? I part mine to the side. Yeah, but hers is, like, to. completely parted. In the, in the middle. middle? Yeah, no, I don't I, I don't know. It's not really a popular look right now, I don't think. Yeah. I think people mostly do it from the side. I part mine on the left side because I think it looks better, but sometimes I part it on the right, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. I always part on the left. Yeah. All right. So Janice was, she graduated from Eastern Washington State University. Jan Brady. Now, her husband is actually away on out of town designing prosthetics for handicapped people, prosthetic limbs and stuff like that. What a guy. Exactly. Um, He's hundreds of miles away. Are you thinking she's, she was cheating on no, him? No, no. She wasn't cheating on him. But here's what happened. She... Gets on her 10-speed bike. She makes the short trip down to Lake Sammamish. Sammamish. She wants a son. Sammamish. She wants some sun. She's wearing like a white t-shirt that's got a bow in it. You know, not mm-hmm. a bow. What is it, a, like, tie. Tie, a tie in it. She's wearing a, some just cut off shorts and a black bikini. She strips that down when she gets there. She lays on a towel and she suns her buns. <laughs> suns her buns. buns. Until that, <laughs> have you been waiting to say that the whole? Episode? No, I just thought of that. Suns your buns. Until I've heard that before. Me she either. was sunning her buns until that sun was blocked by this handsome individual wearing these white shorts, white tennis shoes, and white t-shirt. Excuse me, miss. I'm real sorry to bother you. You see, I'm kind of in a predicament here. I, my arm, I, I can't move it. I. I, I'm in a sling. I I got a sailboat, and uh, you know I. Would you mind spending five minutes helping me load this on my car? Okay, sure. I mean, now I'm not saying she was lonely because her husband's been out of town for weeks, but maybe that did play into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last thing anyone remembers seeing of her, besides her walking off, is the note that she left for a roommate. Now she, she left a note for a roommate. I'm going down to Lake Sammamish. Sammamish. I'm going to sum my buns. She walks off. Now she's pushing her bike towards the parking lot. And that's the last anyone's ever so seen. So does she her. pack up all of her... She packs up all of her stuff and goes to help this guy? Well, she was really worried about her bike. 
She's got this nice 10 speed bike. She didn't want the bike to be stolen. Mm. So she's just walking with her bike, but all of her towel and everything's left there. Nicole, you need a bike so we can all go on fun bike rides. We can go yeah, exactly. I do want a bike. <laughs> a bike that you can take on the road, not a. She wants a Peloton bike. They're like three grand. No, I'll, I'll get the $500 bike. Yeah, but you can't drive those everywhere. But you, can, you can't drive Correct. them anywhere. You can't drive them anywhere. <laughs> the size of the they are stationary. <laughs> You need one that we can ride together because I have a bike and I want to be more active and I'm more likely to go on a bike ride. If you guys are like, hey, Jen, we're going to go on a bike ride. You want to come? And I'd be like, yeah. All right. I'll get a bike. Okay. So Janice, they get to the parking lot. She doesn't see a sailboat. Oh, I should have mentioned that. I thought I mentioned this. <laughs> you, you see, my, my sailboat's actually right up the hill at, at my folks' place. My parents' place right up the hill in Issaquah. Ah, mm-hmm. Issaquah is a little town right above it, it five minutes away How she's like you? oh my god i've she came from Esqua. she's uh that's where she rode her bike uh. from i'm from Esqua, yada 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 and she was really animated people saw her being really animated with this guy she was really into mm. him now she had her bike so she was she wasn't worried about well i shouldn't just leave and go with this random guy she was more worried about i got this nice bike where am i going to put it if i go with you oh there's room in the trunk so that's the last time anyone's ever seen of her. That was at 1230. She's gone. Okay, go to talkmer.com to see the pictures. This is Denise Nasland. She was also at the beach that day. She is 18 years old. She looks like Cher. A young she Cher. She does look like Cher, yeah. She's very, yeah, she's very pretty. Okay, so that girl that rejected this guy, she didn't even think about it until the next morning when she sees the paper with both of these women on the front page. Oh, but two are missing. Okay, so Denise, she's 18 years old, 120 pounds, dark hair, dark eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so she goes to the lake to get that nice tan. Well, she doesn't really need a tan. Nice sun. She goes with her boyfriend and two other friends. They, they get there. They have a cookout. Now, her and her boyfriend get in a fight. So, mm. but they quickly reconcile because people, I mean, they're witnesses around mm-hmm. here. They make some hot dogs and then the, the guys actually fall asleep. At 4.30, she goes to the restroom. She leaves her keys, her car keys. She leaves her sandals on the towel. She leaves everything. Her towel, her sandals, her purse, her makeup, everything. She goes to the restroom. You know, they have like those, like, not outhouses. But yeah, like, like the, the beach the restrooms. Brick, yeah, the brick, uh, not brick, yeah, the brick. Yeah. It's like brick walled restrooms or whatever. She goes there and she's never seen again. The last person that saw her was the, the woman that was in the next doll peeping. That's the last woman that ever saw her. Hmm. Gone. You don't even see her. someone when you're in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for beach and, and cookout season. Oh, I know. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, man, I can't beach i was like oh man i can't wait to have a hot dog (laughs) (laughs) we have to go we have to go you know we absolutely must do this year what as long as it's works with your schedule what river dogs game yes preferably the home opener Ooh, when's that because bill murray will probably be there oh yeah because he owns them Mm. not like and we can own you like but but like he actually owns them we can maybe find out his secret phone number and ask him to come to our record on our podcast. Yeah. 
I got the nachos, the everything but the kitchen sink nachos. They were like, they were like potato chips with pulled pork and guacamole and salsa. It was like they were so good. They were so good. Mm. That's what we should do on Sunday. Nachos. I can do that. I can do nachos. Okay. And buffalo chicken dip. Can you do a meatless nacho? I just want to make sure there's enough. I can do half and half, yeah. Okay. Both of these women on one day are completely wow. missing. Both of them. Now, the paper from the Daily Chronicle that Wait, I'm putting... can you go back to the... Or can you not go back to the paper because it reveals too much? No, I, I will. The paper that I'm reading is from 11 September 1974. I'm putting this on talkmer.com. Police urge young women to be extremely cautious. Now, they have a police sketch of the guy because these women weren't seen again alive. They went out, this guy wearing a white shirt, white tennis shoes, white shorts, never seen again. Two on the same day. Within hours of each other. That's unheard of. Now. Yeah, two on the same day isn't interesting. They go back and they talk to witnesses. Because, I mean, they, they go back that day because Dennis, or Denise Naslin, she went to. Or, <laughs> I was thinking you were thinking Dennis from It's Always Sunny. Okay, Denise, she went to the bathroom. She was with her boyfriend. They were together for nine months. She literally goes to the bathroom, the little girl's room, and she never comes back. Would she just ditch him? Oh, that She's is got weird. her freaking purse there, her keys. Something's wrong. Yeah. Now, they did have a dog with her, and the dog did kind of run off. So they were like, well, she may be going to get the dog, but they found the dog. Okay. Uh, they just never found her. Oh, yeah. Something's, Again. Something's bad. Something's bad. Something's now, this is the time when the you don't hitchhike. Because, I mean, there was a lot of murders going on. Yeah. Especially up in the Pacific Northwest. Like, California yeah. was, like, notorious yeah, for exactly. that. Like, we did we the Green the, River one. We had the Green River one. Green um, River runs red, if you guys haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, then Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. Right uh, too. And also in California, you had the um, the Highway... What, the, the Strangler? The Stranglers. Yeah. Is that what they were called? The Highway Stranglers? Or the Hillside Stranglers. The Hillside, yeah. the hillside Stranglers. Um, you had the... The Patrick Michael Kearney with his trash bag, the trash bag killer. Yeah. Like, you had all kinds of stuff. Like, the 70s were bad for murder. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's like, peace and love and, like, drugs and, like... Manson. Manson and, like, all these happy things. <laughs> Even though it seems like such this free time, like, they were really violent things that happened then. And there's violence all throughout history, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. But, like... When you think of 70s, you don't usually associate murder with them. But when you look closer, there were a lot of serial killers. Yeah. Her boyfriend's like, something's wrong. Now, they go back and they interview any witness witnesses they can. Okay. Like, the first girl, this guy came up, you know. And he was, t he was talking to a lot of women. Like, probably half a dozen, even a dozen women getting rejected. The same thing. I got a broken arm. Can you please help me, please? I'm sorry. This is such inconvenience. Yeah, and you're right. I didn't even think about it. He didn't go up to any guys at all. Because if he had a boat to load, wouldn't a guy, you know? I didn't even think about that. Unless he was, like, asking them. I mean, obviously, he didn't actually have a boat to load. But it, yeah. unless he was just going to ask ask them to, like, direct him in the, like, like turn left, turn, you know. Mm, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? even... Then the but guy he, with an uh, in a sling can't do anything. Yeah, so he still need would have needed yeah. another person. Yeah, the one thing that did keep coming up, the people on the other blankets, because they were right, but people saw what was going on. I mean, it wasn't weird. This guy hitting on a girl, they obviously knew, but 
you know, if he's a suspect. But it, but it was obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. And so he he's probably, a suspect. He probably kept coming back to that Yeah, exactly. Beach. So they did notice one thing. They get talking, chatting, chatting, chatting. And people overheard him say one thing. Oh, it's nice to meet you. My name is Ted. Yes. That's what he said. We're doing Ted, Ted Bunny. Bunny tonight. Woo! <laughs> oh my god this is gonna be how a long night i could not hold how this did you not get that <laughs> how well, did you not I get didn't that know where he started i didn't i, didn't, I, I thought could, he was california yeah. no i couldn't hold it any longer this whole fucking time i was like fuck i can't even do this and story i was waiting for you to say it because like i knew and i was like oh, I can't when, even you, react. when you were saying the good looking thing yeah i was yeah. like I wonder, and then, and then I you said to say Zach, Zach Efron. Efron, and you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. I was like, mm, maybe but not. Think about it, I'm Dennis. so excited, right, but I could see what's his name, the little Dennis, brother, Dave, Dave Franco, Franco. Dave, yeah, and, and Dennis. Dennis, yeah, Dennis, Dennis about, especially. I'll show you the pictures of Ted Bundy. I but, mean, you probably know who he looks but, like. But. Oh my god, I'm like, not only am I excited to just. Oh cut, my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> we should watch that show now. Gonna, will you let me? You're gonna, gonna let me finish. You're not gonna cut me off. I just said, are you gonna let me finish? You didn't even let me cut me off. I, I can't even talk. I'm so exhausted. But that's okay. I'm excited. I'm, so excited. I'm I don't know if I'm more excited to cover the story so we can have commentary on it or excited because now not only can I watch the Netflix show, but I can also go see the movie when it comes out. Yeah. We're all going to go see the movie when it well, comes out together. I know, obvious Duh. obviously, but if we hadn't covered it yet, then we couldn't go. There's also okay. a two thousand two movie called Bundy that's really Ooh. good. And we can watch that Yay! as soon as we've done this. Oh my god, can we now, do it on Saturday? I know. Yeah! When are we recording? Yeah, we, we can do we that. We can do a live. We were going to do a live stream Saturday okay. to talk like launch the website for you guys. If you notice, I was like trying to hold this bag. I couldn't really tell the stories because I didn't want to give it away. But we are doing Ted Bundy. This is not. I cannot cover this tonight. This is a two parter. Yay! This is a two parter. I mean, there's too much yeah, to this I guy. Agree. Man. Um, I can possibly also record the yeah. second part Sunday night after I come back from church or I can go to church That's early. Sunday night's the game. Never you want to go to church and then record a podcast about Ted Bundy? <laughs> so, so we should... I'm going to church on Saturday night at 6. You do not we... know what this guy has done. So? <laughs> but I am so excited. And John, you were so mad at me as soon as I figured it out because I was like, yes. And he was like, shut up, Jen. Except he didn't say that. He only said it with his eyes because I know that shut up, Jen, look with your eyes. And I was like trying to make eye contact with Nicole, but I was like, you can't spoil this for her because he'll never forgive well, you. Well, I, I will be totally honest, though. I actually don't know a ton about Ted Bundy. I really don't. Like, I don't know a lot. This is kind of crazy now that we do a serial killer or killer podcast, murder podcast. But I never really paid too much attention to like the details of what happened with these famous killers, like the Green River Killer, the Hillside Stranglers, Ted Bundy. But do you, do you remember Ted Bundy helped catch the Green River? Can yes, remember that? Okay. I do recall that's, that. That's when that's when I realized when I was he was like Washington, and then he, I was like, oh yeah. So so the only thing that I, like I know very little about Ted Bundy except that he is like a very was a very good looking guy, very personable, and I do recall knew something about like a sorority house. Um. Also, and then he we, had a wife and kids. Before we start delving more into the story i'm sorry i'm just gonna make this one last comment the movie that's coming out with zach efron is actually pretty controversial because like it portrays it's more of like a a comedic drama Hmm. because it portrays like the relationship that he had with with one of the girls and like instead of focusing on 
the victims and like justice for the victims. That's what I've read so far. Yeah, interesting. They, well, I do want to. I do want to see it. Yeah, they're gonna say it. That. I hope that they put it out at Cinnabar. They're gonna say that just to get press. I kind of don't because 2000... I don't like the Cinnabar popcorn. Sorry, I love popcorn. It's my favorite part of a movie. There's a 2002 movie called Bundy that is a documentary slash dark comedy. It's <sighs> really good. It's a really good movie. I can't And wait. I don't know if Zac Efron could beat that. I mean, I don't know why they're doing another one. I guess because it's a, I don't it's know. because True Popular. Crime is big right now. Yeah. But why I, do you think we're doing what we're doing? Oh, uh, yeah. So a lot of people are like, yeah, Zac Efron is, I mean, he's a great actor and he probably does a really good job. Maybe he's romanticizing. He does kind of look like him. Yeah. He's I romanticizing was like Ted he's Bundy. He's not as tall as Ted Bundy, though. He's a couple inches shorter, actually. He's only 5'8". Yeah. Well, Ted Bundy, I'm telling you, like I when I went into this, I'll be like, wow, this is so fun. This is the the worst serial killer I have ever like He's this a one. Really? He is a fucking nightmare. There's, there's actually there's actually a documentary on Reels as well, which is obviously like we don't have cable, but like there's this channel called Reels that does like a lot of um celebrity profiles, like like kind of like breaking of the band, which is like making the band mm-hmm. look like, different. Um but it's a really cool channel that I also love, which I have kind of um I also like that as opposed to the true crime, except sometimes I can't it doesn't go like it doesn't work on my app. So that's you know. But um but we can put that on. I recorded it when I was home over Christmas, but I didn't watch it. Um, so I think I have that saved. I might be able to, we can pull that. Oh yeah. That'd be good to watch too. All right. I started in 1974. Now this was, there were seven other people that went missing before these two. This was one day. Okay. So these are numbers eight and nine. This guy was Ted Bundy. He goes up wearing. Hi, I'm Ted. Hi, I'm Ted. Have you met Ted? (laughs) (laughs) So I want to say the newspapers, it, if you go to talkmurder.com, I'm posting all the newspaper headlines. The only thing that was on the title was like, who is, quote, Ted, 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 Ted. Like, everyone, Whoa. it was a national sensation. Ted was everywhere. So this is from the Seattle Times, Thursday, August 1st, 1974. Evergreen officials seek information about, quote, Ted. Now I'm putting this news clipping on talkmore.com. Have you quote, met Ted? Ted, end quote, is being sought in the connection with the disappearance of Miss Janice A. Ott, 23, of Issaquah from Lake Sammamish State Park on July 14th. There is also a suggestion that he may have something to do with Denise M. Naisland, 18, of Seattle, who mysteriously vanished from the park the same day. Now, they already put a reward to find this missing Ted. That has no one knows who it is, but the media took this as almost a viral buzzword. Quote Ted. It was so like mysterious. That's because, crazy because he did end up becoming the most famous, one of the most exactly. Famous but the thing is, all right, when, when we talk about monsters these days, you and like serial killers, you think about just, just grow like just. Gruesome. Gruesome. Mm-hmm. You look at Ted. So unassuming. If Ted comes up to you, a sling on his arm. Oh, excuse me, miss. And it's like, like British Canadian accent, wearing preppy clothes, tucked in on the beach. He's tan. He's 160 pounds. He looks good. And he's good. Zac Efron. 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say it, but now yeah. He's, now he's Zach Efron, yeah, not Dennis Zach, from It's Always Yeah, is Zach, F, is Zach fucking Efron comes up to you on a beach. I'm sorry, man. Like, holy shit. Well, I don't John know. Will also go. It's like hard. I don't know. Zach Efron, he just dyed his hair like platinum blonde, and I am not here for oh, it. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you're not going to say, oh, he's going to abduct me and then murder no, no, no. me. No, if he had platinum blonde hair, he this might. This guy never gets laid, and he's probably going to fulfill that with me. No, you're not going to think that. You're, you're going to think this guy can get any girl he wants. And he's picking me. And he's picking me. And I'm going to help him because. He's, I want to get some. Yeah, and he's wearing a sling. All right, so these are the here's another article. These are detectives, police at work on two bizarre cases. Now, they, these aren't the first women to go these missing. These are awesome newspaper articles. Can you go back to that picture? Sure. These, yeah, look at the chalkboard. That's crazy. Like that's so long ago. Yeah. Now serving F twenty seven at DMV window number sixteen. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson Ricky at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into real ID readiness by May third, twenty twenty three. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash realid. Welcome to another episode of Ask Tomorrow. I'm your host, Tomorrow. Better sleep makes for a better me. And Casper's cooling collection has everything hot sleepers need to keep cool all night long. Like the Wave Hybrid Snow Mattress for over 12 hours of cooler sleep. Okay, next caller. Hi, Tomorrow. I need to break up with my boyfriend. Any suggestions? Uh, get him a breathable mattress protector. It helps hot sleepers stay cool. I think I'll just go with flowers. Yeah, none of my exes appreciated the mattress protector either. Casper, love your tomorrow. What, the fact that they had chalkboards, not yeah, whiteboards? Yeah, and they ha- couldn't just type it up, and they had to, like, write it and then, like, erase the whole thing and then rewrite the whole thing. The great thing about this case, I mean, I shouldn't say great thing because there's nothing great about it, but there is so much documentation on it. Mm-hmm. And the video, like, the 8 millimeter video, good luck trying to find that. Was that the actual beach and place this where he is was? This is the beach on the day. Is he wow. here? Is he in the picture? Okay, good. Can we go back? Yes. <gasps> they're, they're, Shut the front they door. They have found, not him, that the there girl? are people recently, within the last year, that have scoured this video. They haven't found him, but they found his car. Do y'all guys know what car he drives? It was like a... Uh, it's I, a bronze metallic beat up VW bug. That is in, and I'm going to wow. show you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll put that on talkmurder.com. Um, our public primos can see that. That's crazy. This is the actual bug that Ted Bundy. Now he drives a VW bug. My dad used to have one of these, and I used to love driving this thing. Mm. Oh, wow. that is the bug. I don't know if you can see the rack on the car. He did have a rack, uh-huh. so it would appear that you know a boat would go on there, but there was no boat. Huh. That is his bug. It's a metallic bug. Wow, that's his car. Yeah. So this is his actual car. This was in the Museum of Crime and (gasps) Where is that? Can we go? This was in 2011. I don't think the exhibit's on there anymore, but it's probably floating around somewhere. Wow. That's the bug. I I love these things. Is that rust or blood? This this is rust. So when he bought it, it was pretty brand new. But think about it. The bugs in the 70s, everyone had a bug. So... Yeah. Look at the... the, 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 Look at the... um, yeah. The 
like the rope. The rope is handcuffed. Now, if you guys know much about bugs, the engine is in the back. You guys know, right? Yeah. So, like, you put all your stuff in the front. My dad used to have one. We used to drive it all the time. It's a really fun car. Hmm. It's, like, complete metal, though. If you, like, get in a wreck, it literally would just crush you like a compactor. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I want to find I want to find a crime museum. I think that would be a really fun field trip for us. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you guys know of a crime museum, let us know where we can go and find some stuff. That mm-hmm. be, I would love that. Actually, there's way too many victims to even. I'm going to tell you right now. He confessed to thirty four, thirty three or thirty four. They're most likely over a hundred. Okay, wow. really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he went I on a motherfucking rampage. I, I didn't realize that it was up to that much. Yeah, oh yeah, it's way up there. But he, I, I'll get into this, but he really never confessed. I We'll get into so that. If, so if he, um, if the number for him was that high, then why was he so motivated to make sure the Green River Killer stopped right then and there before he got to 50? Because he didn't well, want, he, he wanted to be the most prolific. Not only the well, notoriety, yeah, but, but he would. Ted Bundy was on death row, and anything he he did not want to die. Anything he could do to prolong his sentence, he would do. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And working with the police was one way that he could not be executed. Yeah. Right then. Um, now he eventually was, and we'll get into that. Let's get on with this. So the day at the beach, what kind of guy would? I mean, it can't be one guy. I mean, you you yeah. would abduct somebody. You would abduct Janice. Mm-hmm. And then you would go back four hours later and abduct another girl, Denise. I mean, what, what, what would you like? If you're a sexual psych- psychopath and, I mean, are you just not getting it all out? Why would you go back and get another victim? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. So the cops were True. like, it's got, because this type of serial killer, a sexual psychopath, had never really existed before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a psychopath, and even like Paul Bernardo isn't like a sexual psychopath. Right. A he sexual psychopath targeted. has to like do sexual acts like we have to eat food. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he has to get it done. Yeah. The thing is, they were thinking, well, this has got to be some kind of satanic cult or some kind of weird occult organization it can't be one guy there's not one guy that came back four hours later got another victim strangled raped and then disposed the body that's Mm -hmm. like no serial killer does that that's not right that doesn't make sense you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but the witnesses said yeah there was one guy he's wearing all white he was really handsome now when they went to describe some witnesses went to describe for the police sketch artist you know, what, what does this guy look like? you have any unique features? Because sketch artists say, look for, like, if he has a big nose, they'll play it up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. He's, How are you going to describe classic features. a guy that looks like 20,000 other guys on the beach that day? Right. I don't know. He's tall. He's dressed nice. He looked like handsome. he's well-educated. He's handsome. Okay. So was that guy that was throwing that barrel, you yeah. know, in that video? Yeah. They all look the same. There was no like underlying features no, he that was you not could distinctive. Exactly. We're gonna backtrack a little bit. We're still in Washington. That was July fourteenth, nineteen seventy four. So we're gonna be reading from the probably one of the most best selling true crime books, 
that has ever existed other than Truman Capote's book mm. in Cold Blood, which I haven't read yet. So bad. But we have it. Yeah. I need right to read it. I think I got like the limited edition copy or something. I don't know. This is The Stranger Beside Me oh, okay. by oh. Anne Rule. Now, Anne Rule is a very famous crime author. Like half those books I got are yeah, by she her. Writes a lot. Now, yeah. the thing about this book, you're, you're thinking The Stranger Beside Me. Okay. What does that mean? Like maybe she worked on the case? No, she was actually really good friends with Ted Bundy. Wow. Really? Anne Rule? Before. Yes. In what? fact, holy shit. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. The thing that makes this case so fucking crazy that I'm going to try to stress to you guys is no one would, even all the evidence pointed towards Ted, Theodore Bundy, even Ann Rule, one of the best friends of him, was like, no, it's not Ted. Was she a crime writer at the time? Or did this make her a crime writer? Well, she was working with the police. She was an officer, but she worked with Ted Bundy. She became friends with him. Because they both worked in a, uh, a suicide prevention hotline huh. together. Okay. Wow. Whoa. He was saving lives. And then people would lives. call in. And in fact, was weird. He actually wrote a pamphlet, which I would love to get a copy of. It's probably way out of existence now. Right. Of targeted towards women of how the safety precautions you can take to not get abducted and raped. Wow, that's and he wrote that during the same time he was abducting and raping women. Wow, yeah, was it like actually helpful or was he playing? Yeah, it it was helpful. I mean, I mean, he's he knows best anyway. Ann Rule worked with him and they were really good friends. Wow, and in fact, in the book, she actually she loses touch with Ted Bundy because he moves, we'll talk about, he moves Mm. out of Washington and he actually she. Ann Rule actually calls the police, the detective, and says, listen, I know this is a long stretch, but all these police sketches and stuff, they look eerily similar to this guy I know. It's probably not him, because this guy would never do that. But, wow, you know, here's his name, Theodore Bundy. What? Could this be him? Yeah. And other people... The thing about this case is, there were so many people that said... This is the guy. He is a dead ringer. Yeah. But this Ted Bundy, the thing people, I'm, I'm going to get into this. We're just like, there's no way. Ted, no, Ted Bundy, his appearance aside, he was a law student. He had a degree in psychology. He worked for the Republican campaign mm-hmm. and he was very successful. Wow. This guy is going wow. places. He's not he out there murdering the women and running from police like that isn't happening. You know what I'm saying? But Ann Rule, she was like, all right, when she contacted the police, she was like, just do a background check and just make sure he doesn't own a VW bug. Because the VW bug got really popular. Just make sure he doesn't own a VW bug. I used to drive him around everywhere. He probably didn't even have a car. She got called back 20 minutes later. Um, Yeah, he does own a bug. What? Yeah. And she was probably like, oh, She shit. was like, yeah, her jaw dropped. Like, she was like, fuck. Yeah. You know? Can I see the cover again? Yeah. So this is the new edition cover. The old You know who edition. else could play him? Penn yeah. Badgley. Who is you don't starting think the guy Ooh. from Always Sunny? No, he Dennis? could. He definitely yeah. could. He could. But doesn't he? Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. This is Ann Roll, a picture in her book right there. That was at a Oh, wow. Working with Ted. So it was a little small office and they would just take calls about, you know, people That's trying to kill wild. themselves. Wild. 
All right, a couple months back, before 1974, uh, this was February 1st, 1974. Wow. It's February 1st. Tomorrow. Yeah, so... Oh, is it? Tomorrow. Oh, like, shit. Like, in two hours. Two hours. All right, Linda Ann Healy, which I'll show you a picture in a minute. Linda Ann Healy is was... Is coming out tomorrow? For no, it already came out. What What came out? The movie, the one with Zac Efron. I think it's, it's already out. Tomorrow. It's already out. Well, it was in the Sundance Film Festival, so I'm not sure. They don't know when it's going to be released in theaters yet. Oh. Or, like, to what theaters, if at all. Oh. We can watch the Bunny movie. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's really hard to describe. Like, I've done a lot of research on this guy, and it's like... I'm sure. I can't I'm- even get it. He's so different than anyone else. Okay, now, I'm showing you a picture of Linda Ann Healy. She was a University of Washington senior, last seen January 31st in a Seattle That's home. That's today. That is today. Yeah! Shared, she shared a home with four women. She had, as you see, her bedroom is in kind of the basement of the, basically, a sorority house. Mm-hmm. Now, Ooh. that was what they found. They found blood spots on the pillow. She was completely gone. They actually... She wasn't the type to just leave, but this is what they found, all the blood stains they found on her pillowcase. Can we go back a little bit before we talk about this? Because how did he get to a sorority house? I'm confused. Okay, so Ted Bundy was in college at the time. During all these killings, he? 1974, he was 27 years old. Let me start at the beginning. I can't jump around like this. No. This guy's too... All right. Ted Bundy... Let me talk about Ted Bundy. He was born November 24th, 1946. He was born to a woman that was out of wedlock, Eleanor. Now, it's speculated that his father is also the father of Eleanor, his mother. So her father basically impregnated impregnated his daughter, and then they gave birth to Ted. Now, that has never been proven, but that is... What is highly, Shit, which I, is why I, incest I never can that. never lead to yeah. good things. <laughs> I'd so, never heard that. I yeah. hadn't either. Now, Ted, right when he was born, they moved in with Ted's grandparents because Eleanor wasn't going to be able to raise him by herself. So they moved in with his grandparents. The thing about Who that ended up being uh, her grandparents, not her, her grandparents. grandparents. Okay. Yeah. No, no. His grandparents. It, with his grandparents. So her... So her... Her... Possible... Parents. Yeah, exactly. Father. Now... Slash his father. From this point until he's 14 years old, he believes that his mother, Eleanor, is actually his sister. Which mm-hmm. it could be. And his... His mom slash... His, mo- his mom and dad... Well, his grandparents. His grandparents are actually his mother and father. Hmm. How old now, was his mother when she had him? I'm not sure. I didn't see that. Because she had to have been somewhat young. In order yeah, for she was really young, probably 16. Yeah. At age three, maybe this is a sign of things to come. This is 1949. Age three, his aunt wakes up. Like, think about it. She's like, fucking seeing your nephew grinning at you with these blank eyes, just like completely out of reality. And then you wake up and you're like, Ted, what are you doing? And then you kind of lean up. And she had, in a circle around her body, kitchen knives pointed towards her body. What? And he's sitting there grinning with a smile on his face. And he's, like, not even 
in the world. Like he's so far disconnected and the knives were pointing at his Oh my god, arm. Spawn of Satan. That's age three. What? How do you even <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just saying, at age four they moved to Tacoma, Washington, where she changes the family name from Corwell because he was born Theodore Robert Corwell or Cowell. Theodore Robert Cowell. She changes that for some unknown reason. No one ever knew. From Cowell to Bundy. Nelson. Okay. Oh. But when he was five, she married Johnny Bundy, J-O-H-N-N-I-E. Uh-huh. And then his son takes his stepfather's last name. Now, Johnny, his stepfather, and Ted never got along. Mm-hmm. But Ted always tried to bond with him. And it is speculated, even though Ted never talked about it in the police interviews and anything, like that, he always, if you'll see a lot of police interviews in part two, like we're going to go through a lot of them, mm-hmm. he'll say something and like any psychopath, you'll believe him. Yeah. But you, if you really dig into his past, it's not the truth. Right. Like he's, he's almost saying it and it's not even real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. It's speculated that he was abused by Johnny, mm. his stepfather. Sexually? I don't know if sexual, but mm. just probably beaten. Now, at age 14, this is when things may have spawned. Now, Ted, in one of the interviews, he says when he had to go see a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist was trying to pinpoint that exact moment that made him who he was. And Ted was like, that's so bullshit. There's huh. not one moment, but there is one moment like that he <laughs> has talked about to multiple people. And that uh-huh. is when he was 14. And that is when his family, his stepfather and his mother said, I'm not your sister. I'm your oh, mother. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck? And, and think about that. You're 14 years old. And now like your whole like world is just completely flipped. See- Number one, like, I can understand, like, that's something that happened, I think, back then, especially with young mothers. But, like, people still say that today. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, especially with young mothers. But I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would reveal that to my child. Like, he had the right to know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that just fucks you up. Like, I don't know if I would say anything if I was in that situation. It's, I feel like in those situations where the parent, decides to divulge that information Mm -hmm. it's more about them clearing their conscience than it is to help the child yeah like i think they are thinking like oh my gosh i need to get this secret off my chest it'll be so good for all of us right in reality it's probably only good for you right all right guys let's go kind of through the timeline uh we're at talkmore.com we're gonna look at the timeline so this is his childhood home right here oh wow that's a pretty color house i like that color yeah very quaint. So, and when he was growing up, now this is from his teens, like age 11 through 17, he was still a lot of shit. He was getting in trouble, but he never really had anything to stick. Now, Ted Bundy never had a criminal record. Hmm. I want to point that out. I'll tell you when he gets a criminal record, but the whole time he was a teenager, he was stealing all kinds of stuff. And it may be because he was... Was he like a klepto? I, I don't know. He was just... Acting out. Acting out, I guess. Now, he graduates. That's him in high school right there. Uh, pictures of TalkMirror.com. He graduated. So he the unibrow. He tweezed his unibrow. Yeah. So he graduated. It doesn't look like him. 
He graduated at Woodrow Wilson High School in Tacoma, Washington. Now, upon his graduation, he immediately started stealing more and more and more. He's 18 years old. He's a kleptomaniac. Mm -hmm. At fall in 1965, at 18, he rolls in Puget Sound, but he only takes classes there for a year. Then he goes to the University of Washington until he gets his psychology degree. Mm -hmm. Now, he's a very good student. He's Ted, Ted Bunny is really smart. Throw it out there. Yeah. He's some say he's a genius. I don't think so because if he was a genius, he wouldn't use his name Ted on the fucking beach. Agreed. Yeah. But then again, you know, he's. I think he's in a different mindset, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I'll, I'll get into that. But I think there's something autism, autism, maybe. Yeah. Aspergers? A lot of the victims that let's say the ones that didn't go with Ted. Yeah. Because he talked to a lot of women. They would say after she said no, he would just stand there and stare at him. But it, it wasn't like he was just like, I'm staring at you like, like yeah. you know, fuck, what the fuck? It was just like he wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Huh. It, was, it was weird. It's weird to talk about. So this is the thing right here. Spring 1967, he meets this girl right here. Her name is Stephanie Brooks. Now, this has a profound impact on his life because at the age of 21, she breaks up with Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Now, Stephanie Brooks is a very, very, very high class girl. She comes from a very rich Pretty. family. Is she the one that the movie centers around? The relationship that the movie centers around, I think? Uh, I think so. She comes from a very high net worth, high class family. And Ted. Ted grew up illegitimate, and he grew up from, you know, a family that didn't really have money. Mm-hmm. Now, you see Ted on the beach wearing nice polo, kind of what I wear, polo shirts, and nice white tennis shoes, nice Ray-Bans. He's got a sailboat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy came for money, obviously. Yeah. That's not true. Ted Bundy didn't come from any money mm. at all. In fact... He was broke. I mean, he, he's never really ever hit financial success. He was just really good at acting like it. Mm. That's the thing. So Stephanie Brooks was actually from a high net worth, high class family. And he wanted to be a part and of he that. He wanted yeah. to be a part of that. So but it doesn't ever work because he can't get along with a family that he's not really mm-hmm. a part of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they ended up breaking up. But that had, like, huge impact on Ted. Huge. And, in fact, you'll see as we go through victim, to victim, to victim, to girl, to girl, to girl, to girl. If I just if I just randomize all these victims, put them in a shuffle, you wouldn't know who's who because they all look like his first girlfriend. Ah. Uh. Every one of them look like her. Mm. They all have some sort of resemblance to her. I can definitely see the resemblance to the blonde girl you showed us for sure. They all have a resemblance to her. So it might not be the same thing, but somehow reminds him of her. Yeah. So think about that when we go through the. Now, I'm not going to get into gruesome gruesomeness until part two. We are going to get in really gruesome shit, but I don't want to get into that right now because I want to get 
the personality out of the way before we get into that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to get into gruesome shit anyway, but you have like, to with Ted with this. We're getting to know you, getting to know all about Ted Bundy. No, it's not Moana. That is my, Moana. Fair, no. my fair lady. Although I will say we were in Lowe's the other day and uh, we were buying a whole bunch of stuff. And the what's the song um, from Moana? Um, um, which one? They all sound the same. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, no, no, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the wrote Every the breath song. I take, every da 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 What's the song? It caught me in the yeah, John yes. recognized immediately that it was the Moana song. I have to say, Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, he is a genius, but he wrote the uh, soundtrack for, he wrote all the music for Moana. Loved and, Moana. And um, if you listen very closely, you can actually hear a resemblance between Moana's music and Hamilton. I don't know Hamilton's music, Well, you know... I can help you with that, but it's also a shame that you don't. But I won't hold it against you. I'm just not really into musicals. But I do like Disney musicals. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, give it a chance. Oh, I would, I, would to- I would totally watch it if I could. Hamilton? Yeah. See, but the soundtrack, you don't need to... Like, the soundtrack is the show. So I can lend you the soundtrack. But I'm a visual person. <sighs> all right, we'll find a bootleg. I'll watch it with you. All right, all right. Fair enough. Deal. We're shaking on it. Deal. I and it's on it. video, on podcast, on audio. But yeah, I John really liked Moana. That was a good movie. I like that song. It's good. I love that The Rock plays that guy. It's perfect. Yeah. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's so All funny. Right. So this is what Ted Bundy tells Ann Rule about his illegitimacy. Quote, I'm illegitimate. When I was born, my mother couldn't say that I was her baby. I was born in a home for unwed mothers. And when she took me home, she and my grandparents decided to tell everyone that I was her brother and that they were my parents. So I grew up believing that she was my sister that I was a, quote, late baby born to my grandparents. So he's confessing this to her. Now, they just met at the crime center. This is definitely weighing on him throughout his entire life. Sure. Yeah. And this, um, he says this when they just met? About, like, yeah, like a week later. See, but, like, the way, even the way that he words that, like, I, I don't know. It's so... Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You're right. I agree. Like the way he's, I mean, maybe it's just her recapping it that way, but it sounds like kind of strange. Yeah. At 19, he enrolls in University of Washington. He graduates there with a psychology degree. That's when he meets Stephanie Brooks. They break up. In early 1969, at age 21, he visits his birthplace and learns for certain because, all right, I said that he found out he was illegitimate at 14. Mm-hmm. He goes back at 21 and confronts his mother and is like, tell me the truth. That is when they all laid it out. Yes, probably showed birth certificates or whatever. You're illegitimate. So that was and, on his mind. And, and, and for seven and your, years. And your wow. grandfather is your father. Yeah. Who is your mother. Yeah. 
obviously we're talking about Ted Bundy. It's not like we're talking about like our neighbor Skip or anything like that. Like, but when especially incest, especially with a father and daughter, like you would imagine there would be some sort of genetic like abnormality to the child mm-hmm. because of the way that the chromosomes, it's like half of your chromosomes are from your father and half are from your mother. So like, it's, I don't know. It, like if, if in her and his mother, half of her chromosomes are the same exact right. half from her. I don't know. So like, he doesn't look like, but that mentally. he was, yeah. I mean, obviously, mentally, it sounds like there is some sort of abnormality. And like I said, we're talking about a serial killer, so. But I don't know. They break up. Stephanie Brooks breaks up with him when he's twenty-one. He re-enters the University of Washington, and that's where he meets Liz Kendall. Now he took a little break from Washington. He goes back. He meets this girl named Liz, who they begin dating, and she will be with him throughout most of the murders. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm so sorry. This is not related to this specific sentence. I just thought of it. Can you please cut this in future, John, to the beginning of the podcast when we're giving our shout outs to Nikki MF, who recently got engaged. And she's pregnant. Oh. She's pregnant? I think so. Oh. Nice. Well, I Congratulations. Congratulations, Nikki. I don't have Instagram, so I don't know any of this stuff. But congratulations, definitely. Thanks for being a true taco and uh, hope everything's going well. Okay, in 1972, I told you that Ted Bundy was working for the Republican campaign. He actually worked for Nelson Rockefeller's presidential campaign Hmm. in 1968. And after that, the successful re-election of Washington Governor Dan Evans. Now, here is a video, a very, very rare interview with Ted Bundy in 1972 of him. Now, he was accused of spying on the Democratic Convention. Convention or whatever. I'm not a politician. I don't know. He was accused of spying on the Democrats for the Republicans. He's okay. a Republican. And in fact, Ted Bundy had like all the anti-war, you know, 70s kind of yeah. things. He had very a very strong stance against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a Republican. So. An official for the Republican gubernatorial candidate was accused of political spying. It's hard for me to believe that what I did is newsworthy. And my part in the campaign was so insignificant, I'm embarrassed that I should be getting this publicity from it. Uh, really no, embarrassed. Look at him smile. <laughs> <laughs> he's embarrassed, but look at him smile. He loves it. He yeah. loves it. I'm telling you. I didn't know that he had a unibrow, and that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Liz Kendall was his girlfriend throughout most of the murders. Now, or maybe that's the one that the story's about. He Hang breaks on. up with, or Stephanie Brooks breaks up with him at age twenty. He is devastated. He's devastated. I mean, he Ted Bundy cannot handle rejection hmm. from a woman. Hmm. I want to say he re-enters at twenty-two. It took him basically two years to get his life back together. But he enters the university, re-enters the University of Washington with a sense of drive and purpose. And I'm going to do this. And and he kills it. I mean, he was top of his <laughs> class. Well, literally, well, he hasn't literally killed kills yet. it. He hasn't killed yet, even though there is speculation that he may have committed his first murder at 14. Huh. That, is ne- that has never been. Well, the speculation is that he may have killed an eight year old girl. But that that has never been proven. That is literally wow. some fucking theory I found out there, but mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe. 
So he returns with a sense of purpose and he becomes an honor student. Now that's when he gets involved in politics, as you saw him there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he was so like, I mean, he got caught spying and he's just smiling. I mean, you look at that guy. You can't put that guy in prison for anything. He's a natural politician. That guy can smile his way to anything. But looking at it from our point of view, when he said, I can't believe that I'm embarrassed to say that what I've done is newsworthy, just his smirk where I just wanted to punch him right in the mouth. Yeah, but you know, because you know him now. Yeah, Yeah, because I know who he is. You know what I mean? But back then you'd be like, oh my God. You know, I want to say that you, you know, Chris, the Chris Watts episode, if you guys haven't listened to that, Monster and Your Mistress. Chris Watts right now is getting a lot of fan mail, but Ted Bundy on death row was getting 200 letters a day. Wow. What? Yeah. That's disgusting. Chris Watts doesn't get anywhere near that. Not that that's good. Right. Because that's, that's a sick topic that I definitely want to dive in and try to wrap my head around why so many women are sending fan mail to serial Mm. killers. It's like that, that, guy that went to prison the hot criminal oh yeah and now he has a modeling contract mm-hmm. you know who i'm talking yeah, about yeah the guy with the eyes yeah the blue eyes yeah like so he finally better choices at 26 he graduates also university. what do we value in this society yeah uh, obviously it's all physical now but what do i know at 26 he graduates university of washington he's got a psychology degree He's making ends meet. At one point, he was a security guard in the college campuses, University of Washington security guard. He was working at suicide prevention. He's trying to fund his way through school and keep, you know, his head above water. He never really makes any money. But the one thing I guys want you to know is just because he doesn't have the money, you won't look at Ted Bundy and say he doesn't have money. You'll go to his apartment. And you'll be like, damn, he's got a brand new TV. Hmm. It's stolen. And he's got all these. He's got like he would he would go to hotels and steal their decor plants. Hmm. You know, the plants in front of the freaking yes. lobby. How did he even get those out of the building? He though? would know they would be like in front of the, oh. the, the doorway. He oh. would just shove them into his VW bug. And then put him in his apartment because Ted Bundy is all about appearances. Mm-hmm. That's what he knew so well. He knew the first appearance, seeing him, if he can just get you to just think he comes from wealth and education. And that's why he shaved his unibrow. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. So he graduates. Maybe he tweezed it. Yeah. During a business trip, he goes back and guess who he meets? Now, he shows up, Stephanie Brooks. Didn't know he was coming. He kind of just surprised her. Oh. But she was very impressed by his change. Now you're working with the Republican campaign. You've been on the news. You got your shit together. You're looking great. Mm -hmm. You got a degree in psychology. She fell for him again. Boom. Hmm. Okay, that was 1973. But 1974, a year later, he just stopped seeing her altogether. Hmm. And she doesn't know why. In his head, he won. Yeah. Oh, you're going to break out with me? Yep. You're going to break out with motherfucking Ted Bundy? Okay. I'm going to go and I'm going to make myself something and I'm going to come back and I'm going to woo you and you're going to fall for me and then I'm just going to stop talking to you. That's exactly what was in his mind. You know? Mm -hmm. He got, he, 
his drive in college, the reason he went so well, did so well in college, was to become something he wasn't. To get back with this girl and then to literally just abruptly stop seeing her. <laughs> 1974, January 5th. She's lucky, though, that he stopped talking to her. So she did herself yeah. a favor by breaking up with him. Yeah. I mean, as long as she made it out alive. I don't know if she was one of his victims. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We don't know that yet. No, she was not one of the victims. Oh, oh okay. Well, then. But uh, every girl um, thereafter looked just like her. So it's interesting <laughs> that he didn't take her as a victim. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Actually, after they broke up, she never heard from him again. Wow. He, he, the satisfaction for him with her was to get her to fall in love with him again, this new me, and then just break it off. Cause he cannot stand rejection. When he she broke up to with be him, he lost. When they got back together and then she, he just says, I ain't even gonna answer your phone calls anymore. He won. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. He wanted to be the rejector, not the rejectee. Yeah, that was his motivation, and that's his motivation for a lot of things. Now, the first attempt of murder was a girl named Joni Lenz. Joni Lenz was she was probably one of the first victims, probably because he never really admitted to anything else. Near the University of Washington, in the basement of a huge house. The night of January 4th. I, I'm going to get you to read this. This is what happened to Joni Lenz to try to get you to understand. Now, this is his first. This is his first attempt. Joni Lenz, 18, had gone to sleep as usual in her room, a room located in the basement accessible from the outside by a slide door that was usually kept locked. When she didn't appear for breakfast the next morning, her housemates assumed that she was sleeping in. By mid-afternoon, however, they went down to check on her. Joni didn't respond to their calls. And as they approached her bed, they were horrified to see that her face and hair were covered with clotted blood. She was unconscious. Joni Lenz had been beaten with a metal rod, wrenched between wrenched from the bed frame, and when they pulled the covers away, they were stunned to see that the rod had been jammed viciously into her vagina, oh. doing terrible damage to her internal organs. Oh, my God. But she survived. Whoa. She survived. She was going to sound awful. But at that point, I don't know if I'd want to survive. Yeah. She did beat the odds. And in Anrol's book, she said she survived, but she had no memory of the events from 10 days before the attack until she awoke from her coma. Wow. And she was left with brain damage that will stay with her for the rest of her life. That was his first attempt. Now, obviously, he thought she was dead, but from then on, there were no more mistakes left. No there, more, were, there were no more mistakes. No, the body. Well, yeah, he, but the body was them, never right? left there. Yeah, he starts developing a technique. He's known as a co-ed killer. He would go in because he's a college student. Mm-hmm. He would go into all these universities. I don't know if you guys know much about Ted Bunny. No, not really. He would kill these co-ed girls. 1822 to ma- 18 to 22 max. But how are you going to go into a sorority house? You're a frat boy. How are you just going to walk in a sorority house and abduct someone without anyone knowing? Mm. You have to befriend them. Or he knows them, them already. No, no, he didn't know. The thing about Ted Bundy, he has no connection to any of them. Mm. 
he would go in there and take them out of the room. Now, how would he do that? Well, he would take a crowbar, and when they're sleeping, he'd hit you one time over the head with it. I mean, you're unconscious. Yeah. Like, what, are you going to scream? No. He picks you up, takes you out, and then you're never seen again. That's what happened with Linda Haley, the crime scene photos I'm showing you now. This is her bed. So this is, oh I'm showing goodness. them a picture of the blood on the bed. That's where she was hit. Mm. So the instant blood, she is taken out of the room and she is never seen again, except when her bones resurface after someone finds them. She lives in the basement or she lived in the basement of this mm-hmm. sorority, house. sorority house. It was, yeah, well, home. I'm showing on the the small basement window, which he actually crawled in. Boom, hit her in the head with the crowbar, drug her out. Was he like stalking these l- women to find to know where they lit? Like, wh- or was he pretty like random? Because if they all resembled his ex girlfriend, then how did he find them? He he would stalk them, but mm. they were mostly random. Remember the beach? How I mean, mm. he talked to at least a dozen right. women, probably even more than that. Uh. So, I mean, how much stalking do you got to do per each one? This almost makes me want to get bars on my windows. Plus, none. Then, here's the thing about Ted Bunny. We're, I'm going to tell you story after story after story, like the beach, that he would go do this in a freaking broad daylight. And one story I'm going to tell you, he was at a hotel with other guests, hundreds of guests in this conference, this medical conference. And he talked to people going in and out of the elevators, and he still managed to get one of the girls out. Oh, my God. He's doing that. He's not saying, this oh, I got to be quiet and be do this. This He's is not- I'm presenting at a conference this month, and <laughs> now I'm terrified. <laughs> no, all right. The, the one thing I want you guys to learn from this, all our tall goes, listen, this story should freak you out because... It's not just, oh, you're walking down this abandoned alleyway and it's dark and then someone jumps out. Like, this is happening. Like, this guy would abduct you from the beach, from the mall. I'm going to talk about a mall incident. I'm going to talk about a hotel incident. This is places. From your bed. You wouldn't ever think about this guy could abduct anyone because he's talking to people going down the hall. And they're looking at him, smiling. Hey, how are you? Great. Great to see you. Oh, he's a good looking guy. And all of a sudden, he just takes a random woman out the crowbar, throws her in her, his bug and drives off. This should make all women scared. And I was thinking about this the other day. Shout out to all women out there. Because as a guy, I don't go to bars and think, oh, man, am I safe? Yeah. Do I have to go to the bathroom? Every time I... Like, you go to the bathroom. I'm always wondering, like, why do you guys go together? Well, fuck. Yeah. You 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 know, uh, Denise Naisland at the beach, she didn't go together with someone. If she did, maybe she'd be alive. Maybe. That's why you guys go together. It makes sense. It's like in your psychology to go together with another woman. Because, yeah. you know, it's like saying. A, a, I mean, I, I don't think about someone's going to beat me and then... That yeah. doesn't even come into my world. There was a really good episode yeah. of um, Aziz Ansari, Master of None show, where he actually did an episode pretty much about that. And it was one of the things that he talked about was like women are just kind of ing- like he actually talked about how guys don't think about when you're walking home. You don't walk home alone at night. 
girls have their phone and their keys out when they're walking home. You know, like there's yeah. just some differences that are you're right. They're truly ingrained in us. Yeah. That guys never even think about. Right. It's true. I don't think about that at all, but you guys think about that all the time. Yeah. Anytime I would be out, my hand would cover the the cup of my drink so that no one could put something in it. Another victim, Donna Mason. She was a freshman at Evergreen State College. She was 19. Linda Ann Healy, University of Washington senior, vanishes. Donna Mason, freshman at Evergreen State College near Olympia, 19 years old. She was last seen March 12. She waves goodbye to her friends. I'm going to go to a jazz concert. It's it's not really a concert. It's like uh, on the university. Yeah. She's walking kinda out like, of her dorm room. Kind of like an open mic night, maybe? Yeah, open mic night. She was walking literally 40 feet away from her dorm room to the jazz concert. Oh. And she's gone. It's like the the world, the universe just unzips, mm-hmm. swallows them, and then zips back up. Hmm. Like, she's just not there anymore. Like the butterfly effect. Yeah. Susan Rancourt, which we'll talk about a little more later, she was 18. She left a campus meeting at Central Washington State. So we're jumping around campuses now. He's not just attacking everyone at the same campus. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's all over the place. But, like, I can't just, well, I guess I could, but most, like, think of Gary Ridgway. He can't just go and hang out at a campus. Right, because he's, like, old and He's old and, like, weird-looking. Yeah, weird-looking, and he's dealing with prostitutes. Ted Bundy. Fits right in. He fits in. He's one of the bros. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what he would do is he would kind of, yeah, you said stalk earlier. He would kind of stalk and then hear your name like let's say linda like her friends her sorority sisters call her lynn he'd be in the alley and he would know that because he would overhear it and be like oh lynn hey come here she comes closer boom right over the head Mm. susan rancourt 18 left a campus meeting at central washington state college april 17th last seen walking towards her dorm she was 50 feet away from her dorm Never seen again. Her clothes were still in the dorm washing machine. And wow. we and she was discovered missing the next morning. Literally on and on and on. Another one, George Ann Hawkins, 18, freshman, University of Washington, last seen 1 a.m. June 11th, walking in a well-lit alley towards Kappa Alpha Theta sorority house. Mm. She vanished less than 100 yards from Whoa. her destination. That's crazy. Where did she go? Like, the thing is, if you get attacked by someone, if someone comes up and mugs you or tries to assault you, what are you going to do? You're going to scream. Yeah. People are going to come. Most likely, they're going to hear he something. Kno- he knocks you over the head before you get to. Exactly. He comes up behind you, boom, clocks you with a crowbar. That's it. Like, your life's over. You're not yeah. going to wake up because if you wake up, well, actually, I'll take it back. He wants you to wake up. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you're good as dead anyway. You're tied up. You're getting, you know. Assaulted. Yeah. And I'll get into that part, too. Definitely don't want to ruin the night tonight. Now, let's talk about Crippled Ted. Sling Ted? Sling Ted. I was thinking about this. He's a sexual psychopath. You know, a psychopath only cares about his or her feelings. A sexual psychopath 
only cares about his or her sexual feelings. Mm-hmm. He's got to get his sexual desire. That is very dangerous. I think it's more dangerous than a psychopath. Yeah. Because he will stop at nothing to fulfill his desires. Possible. Yeah. That is why he abducted abducted two women within four freaking hours of each other. Yeah. That's why the police were like, this has got to be some kind of satanic sex cult because no one man would abduct two women four hours. I mean, if you if you sexually assault someone and, you know, you get off, per se, Mm -hmm. you're not going to go back in four freaking hours. Mm -hmm. You don't you haven't had time to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You haven't had time. <laughs> this can't be one man doing this, right? But I guess it can. Yeah, so he needed a ruse, some way that he can instantly lower that guard that a woman would have. You're not just going to go off with some random man. But True. he figured out real quick if he pretended to be hurt, defenseless, it will get that barrier down. I mean, this is a psychology major. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he tried a lot of stuff. We're going to go into a lot of different ruses he's done. And the sling is like the, the one he started with. Interesting. Now, if you want to read these two things, Nicole, yep. can you read these? This is a little bit about his ruses. The car, a Volkswagen bug was parked about 300 yards from the railroad trestle. She'd carried his books to the car and then noticed that the passenger seat was missing. Something, she noticed, something, she couldn't even say what, had caused the hairs on her back of her neck to stand on end. Something about the missing seat. He seemed nice enough, and they talked about how he'd been injured in skiing at Crystal Mountain, but suddenly she just wanted to be away from him. I put the books on the hood of the car, and I ran. A second girl told a story very much like the first. She had met the man with an injured arm on the 17th and had carried some packages wrapped in butcher paper to his car for him. Then he told me that he was having trouble getting it started and asked me to try to get in and try the ignition while he did something under the hood. I didn't know him. I didn't want to get in his car. I just made some excuse about being in a hurry and I left. See, this is um, this is what I was talking about, like the controversy behind the renewed interest in Ted Bundy's case is like this. This Twitter page that we're looking at right now is uh, Billy Jensen. Um, the 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 description next to the pictures we're looking at um, says remembering Ted Bundy's victims with renewed attention on Ted Bundy thanks to a film premiere. At Sundance, in a series on Netflix, Billy Jensen reminds everyone of the lives cut short by the serial killer. Because everyone gets so caught up in the case, but they forget that, like, it's not How just, like... How many lives did he yeah, take away? And yeah. the, the focus is on him, which essentially makes him... I don't want to say it. Like, in his eyes, he would be like, I won because I'm getting the attention. But, like, these poor women, like, they didn't get to live. They they all, you know, they, and I, yeah. I didn't mean that with a pun, and no pun intended, like... They just they didn't get to experience life to the fullest because they were all um, victims diminished by a monster. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started researching this case, I was like, man, this is gonna be so fun. I always want to do Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be so interesting. Then I started like reading about it and it's like making me sick, like to romanticize this guy. I mean, he is 
He is a wrecking ball mm-hmm. in fucking society, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's interesting because you hear the name Ted Bundy, and uh, and it's a good point. Like they do, they kind of romanticize him. Yes. It's kind of like yeah. they kind of have like the, the way that society portrays he's him. Handsome, uh-huh. he's a good-looking guy. You'd never know. Uh huh. Like the the way that society portrays him is kind of almost like a hero, which is kind of not a hero, but it's reminiscent of you on Netflix. Like mm. how um, you don't it's, know who to root for. Like obviously uh, you don't. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. almost like people root for him, you but kind of you, like the fucked up mind. Yeah. So it's Cause scary because people, I think, in some ways, I think people like it because they they think maybe they can kind of relate to it in some ways, uh-huh. or they think like they get some sort of satisfaction by thinking like they're kind of fucked up too. Yeah, but like. But then when you look at it in, in reality, it's like, wow, he, he legitimately was a monster. And it's terrible to think that anyone would want to idolize this person. Right. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for listening to Talk Murder to Me. We really hope that you've enjoyed this uh, part one episode about Ted Bundy. I'm, I can't wait to start part two, but I got to get some sleep. So thanks, guys. Good night. I'm just kidding. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, okay. All and right. this is the point of the night where Nicole questions her boyfriend's sexuality. <laughs> you know what I just thought of randomly? Hmm. When we first started recording, like the first. Where it takes seven hours to record. <laughs> no, but like one, like our first episodes, like I think it was Lily, like when we were nearly departed, and John was like, "I want to tell you a story." Like that's how he <laughs> opened it. I just thought of I it. thought that was the coolest yeah, thing. Yeah, it was. But like I just because you just <laughs> opened just you, like, you just like tell my penis. <laughs> you just opened the, the way the way that you opened your portfolio looked like you're opening a book. I was like, oh, he's gonna tell us a story. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. I want to tell you a story. That was when I actually <laughs> was really, I really gave a shit what people thought. Now we talk about grapefruiting. Oh my gosh! And Karina wrote the funny, like she wrote a great comment back. I forget what she uh, wrote. I don't know, but she, she called me out. She's like, "Jen, you're so uncomfortable. You shouldn't oh, have mentioned it." In the yeah, first yeah, Jen, place. you mentioned it. Yeah, I know, but I did. What made me uncomfortable was like it was so. Like no, I, I, it, it was just like very uncomfortable. It yeah. was uncomfortable for anyone who watches it. Just the noise. Yeah, that was amazing. It wasn't oh even my like God, that on audio too. Can you imagine? That was. Funny. Can you imagine a first-time listener <laughs> and they're trying to learn the story? What was the what story? Is, I can't what's remember. Talk to me all oh, about. the story about uh, Crystal Perry, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck are these that's guys even, doing?" That's even not even that. It bad. was just like concerning. I was like, "Oh my God!" Like. That's like I was at the school and you gave a hint and I was thinking about maybe possibly looking up a drink and I was like, I can't look this up here. <laughs> yes. What was it? It wasn't. Was it the liquid plumber? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, Drano? Drano. Drano cocktail. cocktail. You can't look up Drano? Oh, Drano cocktail. <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially that would me, yeah. probably be frowned upon. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.